greatest people of the modern era. Lend me your ear. Oh, please, bring it nearer. For it is I, the greatest poet and tragedian of them all, Sir William Topaz McGonagall. I know I died way back in 1902, but I have been returned to the modern world to make sense of it all for you. I know I had not much fame, I dare say, when I died penniless in Edinburgh. I understand, though, that since then, my reputation has travelled much further. Therefore, the big man asked if I would like another shot. And I said, yes, I would. I would like that a lot. So, here I am, the great McGonagall, sent back to Earth for to chronicle your modern times. I shall do it with honesty. I shall do it with pride. I shall do it with heart. But most importantly, I shall do it with rhymes. So, listener, here we go. Sit back and enjoy the show. On the seventh day of the month of July, in the 22nd year of the 20th century, Ado Domini, the people of Britain have cause to say, Hooray! For after many years of dishonesty and treachery, and downright disrespect for you, and after having received more resignations than there are grains of rice in a kedgeree, we bid farewell to our worst parliamentary leader in living memory. Oh, people laughed at his haircut, his bumbling ways. They accepted the lies he told to our face, as if they were charming, rather than what they were an utter disgrace. He told lies to the public. He told lies to his many missuses. He told lies on the telly, on the radio, on the internet. He told lies on the sides of big red buses. He told lies about contracts, lies about meetings, lies to his bosses about journalists he'd arranged to have beaten. He avoided questions like a sport, hiding behind his wretched mumbling attempt at pizzazz to deflect and defer any negative report, which can be effective as... Still no one knows quite how many children he has. Though, one last question he couldn't quite squirm out of. His secret meetings with former KGB agent Alexander Libidov. And for those who resigned and forced his hand, many are grateful for this plan. They think it was a respectful one, but we will not forget You were complicit. You stood by him after his many acts illicit, told the public that you thought that for the job he was fit, stopping just short of telling us that his shit doesn't stink. We knew you were rats. It's just now that your rats jumping from a ship you knew would sink. 
Yes, you stood by his corruption through thick and thin. They should lock you up as well when they come to imprison him, but of course none of you will see any consequence. Your peers will see that you're given forgiveness. Just another benefit of your sickening riches. And even though he's gone, and that is cause for relief, any good feeling will surely be brief, for I have this sense of foreboding. I'm having trouble describing it, but it's basically the fear that the next leader they show in is every bit as monstrous, every bit as detestable, every bit as bad for us. But they'll likely just be better at hiding it. Thank you, dear listener, for listening today. Your presence here truly makes me say, way hey. It makes my heart for to sing with joy, just to know that you have been listening. If you agree that the show is well above par, if it's the kind of thing you would talk about in a bar, or something you'd learn off by heart to recite to your ma and pa, then why not give it a rating? Go on. Five star. And now that the episode is coming to an end, why not do the world a favour and share it with a friend? And while I cannot guarantee I'll know when I'm going to post the next one, I promise you, with my utmost word that I will return. So, why not subscribe? And you'll find out as soon as it's done. Now before I go, and this is no joke, I must take the time to thank some folk. Firstly, I'd like to thank Gary McNair, who helped me record this after we wrote it down. And then to the inimitable Simon Little for providing his tunes. And as for you, dear listener, thank you, and I'll speak to you soon.